Welcome to this episode of Behind the Counter, The Beanery. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Adrian. And, and together, together we're spilling the beans. So we are still um, in the midst of our ongoing debate from the, our last episode. We haven't heard back from a lot of our listeners yet, so um, there's still time to try to persuade us. If you're not quite sure what I'm talking about, give our last episode a listen. Specifically at the end, there's one question um, that we're interested in finding out. Uh, This will be your chance or your opportunity to win Casey Hilty's book. Yeah, that's such a ridiculous question, is cereal soup. So y'all try to (laughs) persuade us. (laughs) one way or the other. So on this episode, we are talking with Jeremy Lacombe, Bayou Church Technical Coordinator. We're going to sit down with him now and hear what he has to say. This is good stuff. This is the content we want. All right. I got got you now. (laughs) Okay. Are you recording? Mm -hmm. Sweet. Let's do this. So we are here with Jeremy Lacombe. I'm saying your last name right. Right. Yes. Okay, that's all right. That's how I say it. So I'm saying it right. And you are, tell us what you do here. Like, what is your job at the Bayou? Uh, I'm not really sure, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, tech, my, my role is technical coordinator. I'm pastor, technical coordinator. Um, but I handle all the audio video lighting. That's my responsibility uh, across the entire campus, manage volunteers, manage contractors, and then uh, work with the staff on big projects that we got going on. Um, and then I dabble a little bit in other areas when I'm asked, asked to. That's a lot. It, it sounds like a lot, but it's not really a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It can be difficult at times, but this is probably the easiest job I've ever had. Oh, wow. Well, that's mm-hmm. good. But it's and just because they don't let anybody find out. But I mean, yeah, that's hopefully okay. they listen. Yeah, I mean, I tell them. I, I, <laughs> I am fully transparent with all of them. I tell them these things, but it's it's a compliment more Absolutely. than it is anything else. Because I love what I do. I love who I get to do it with. Uh, my team is incredible. You know, my team of volunteers, our serve team, uh, they're incredible. The worship team I get to serve with. I mean, they're all like high producing, very creative, and it makes coming to work a lot of fun. You know. Are there challenges? Sure. Are there difficult things? Sure. But on a day-to-day basis, it really is the easiest job I've ever had. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. We are slowly learning that it seems like every staff member here has some, like, wonderful hidden talent. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. (laughs) It must be pretty nice to work here with these people. It is. I mean, I've never worked at another. This is my first full-time church gig. Um, Before this, I worked in IT. I co I co-started co-owned an IT company. Did that for about six year, f- four years. Uh, before that, I worked in retail IT. Um, well, like I worked for the orchard in town, and then um, started doing software stuff and hardware stuff. And then they're like, "Hey, you're good enough to go and go to people's homes." So I went to people's homes, did that, and then uh, just kind of worked my way up. But always had a technical mind, uh, but great with people. That's probably my best. That's what's gotten me this far. Uh, <laughs> You're you know, good with people. Yeah, well, most technical people, like, they're just, you should, uh, you just put them in a closet. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I have cousins like that that are really big in the tech industry, and their people skills the, can be lacking yeah, well, the, times. The people who are Unless the, you talk to them about what they're interested in, mm-hmm. but then you, 
mind blown yeah so <laughs> yeah you can't like you're like you talk about what they're good at and you can't communicate to them correct because it's just like oh, okay yeah yeah those words are sound cool yeah <laughs> exactly That's i only I know feel. one and it's motherboard there, I know one. <laughs> there it is i have one term that i know when off you know like you forget so much i mean i think this is anything and everything but especially in the it world if you're not if you're not every day consuming new content or learning a new skill or you know keeping up with certificates or whatever it is if you're not doing that uh, in, a, in a week's time you're you're old school you know like yeah. that's dramatic but technology is just growing so fast it's it's it grows faster now than it did 10 years ago if you can wrap your mind around that like we're progressing te- technically the progression per year today is like three to five years 10 years ago wow if you could think like just because the technology has gotten better so because technology has gotten better the pro- the production the the movement forward of technology is better Man. and faster wow and so it it's just it's a lot to keep up with that really is a lot yeah. and that all of that makes me think of the christmas concerts i mean phenomenal <laughs> yeah. phenomenal Thank you guys you. did such a good job well it was all me uh yeah <laughs> i'm so glad the, the the team on the stage they they got it together you know i had to teach each of them their parts <laughs> Figured. <laughs> no, that's a lot of pieces coming together because you're talking about the audio, the lights, and the video, and mm-hmm. then you have the musicians on stage too. So that's a lot to come together. Oh, it's kill. Yeah, we start planning. Uh, we start planning Christmas in June, is when our first meetings start. I think, or typically, maybe July. But it's a six month planning process. That's what Ed was yeah, saying Ed when he was on. As yeah, well. yeah. That's when they start figuring out what songs they're going to be singing. Mm-hmm learning yeah. their pieces so you know we years we have got us here at the bayou we have decided that our team instead of reinventing the wheel every year we're gonna we're gonna t- we're gonna start the, the process of refining it so that we can do it better you know like there's one um there's the uh when you have a team that's large enough and a creative team and the resources you can reinvent the wheel you know, there's a lot of churches that we follow that I'm friends with, that I've built relationships with. They reinvent the, the wheel, and it's incredible every year. But that just wears your team out. And so we, we, have, we have worked hard to figure out the, the best of both worlds. Like, what can we do that keeps people interested, that it's always something new when they come? But what template can we use that helps us be uh, uh, replicatable? And allows our team to succeed, allows our our worship team, you know, the on stage and off stage. What can we do to help each other succeed uh, with new, fresh content so that we're interested, new, fresh content so the congregation's interested, but not so new that we are starting from ground zero? And that's really difficult, but in, we fight, you know, I say we fight. We, we argue in the, in the creative process because it's a creative process. And we all have our ideas, and we want to try new things. Um, but at the same time, there are certain things that we're just not going to redo because it's just good. We're, we'll refine it, but we won't rebuild it. So that's a, that's always a fun, interesting process because we want to go big, and, and you know, we want to rent out the Hyman Center and you know, or the yeah. Cajun Dome and yeah. fill it up and get all this technology and do all these fun and cool things. And those all have places and times and spaces, um, but. 
I think what we come up with uh, ends up being really, you know, we always like, like what you just said, we always get a ton of compliments, which is awesome. Cause it's like, you know, we want to, we want to do our best to honor God and everything that we do. And, and, and that is technology and that is the worship and that is the, uh, and we want to, we want to be faithful with the finances. We want to be faithful with the personnel. We want to be faithful with the, the creative process. And so we consider all of those things from start to finish. It's a fun experience, but it's, it can be exhausting. Oh, I bet it can. All of the, the work and the prep. And then it seems like probably like maybe two weeks before Christmas, seems like everybody's just working nonstop to yeah, prepare so. these Christmas. And then, and then you have the actual doing several Christmas concerts over yeah. and over and over. So six concerts, and then, but we still have like church in between. That's what so, we say, church and other pre-planned events, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it's, it's not like it's just shut down for no. you for mm-hmm. a month. It's, it's like a juggling constantly, act. yeah, flipping flipping tables, so to speak. Yeah, well, <laughs> I am so grateful in 2020, 2020, 2020. That sounds like a weird just. <laughs> it doesn't feel good to say that. I don't know. 2020, 2020, 20. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, uh, we were. You know, the, the world was shut down. The church was shut down, uh, except for worship. Worship was basically driving this thing. Um, and we were creating and pumping out content every week, and we were still doing church, like, but in a recorded session. Mm-hmm. And so I think that 2020 for us was like a defining year in, in transitioning from technology was kind of a big deal, but not really to technology and the worship team are really pushing things forward and that is not a prideful thing at all that is just like in that year we were forced to get the most creative we've ever been every church in the in america in the world uh who were on the fence on like hey are we gonna you know we're gonna do this video thing are we gonna do this audio thing like does it matter people are still coming uh went from does it matter to it is the only thing that matters Yep. And uh, I'm so grateful that, that the Bayou, like Pastor Sean and even uh, uh, Brother Mike, um, valued it, but they didn't, you know, like they valued and they knew it was important, but they were already ahead of the game come 2020 because we were already making moves to improve the things that we do. Man. And so with that, when when we had already had plans in place like i got the phone i was on my way back from vacation and we found out the world shut down like my wife and i are driving home from colorado we both get the phone call she's works in geriatrics she's works in nursing homes they shut down their nursing homes we shut down the church and by the time from the the 12 hour 18 hour drive i already had things in place and uh, ready for us to not have service, but to still do it, not have service on church, like on campus, mm-hmm. but to still provide it to to the people online. Yeah, and with that, like I, you know, we we're able to come up with some improvements. That, and so all of that, like just battling that season out with each other and trying to figure out what's important, what's not important, where we're going to put our time, where we're not going to put our time, investments, and all the you know financials, all of that is what you experienced in 2023 Christmas. Oh, Does that make sense? Yeah. So all of that time and effort um, 
allowed us to do what we do at the level we do it now because we learned a lot about ourselves we learned a lot about our church we learned a lot about our team we were able to add team members which is kind of the the full round why i'm getting here is without hannah kessler who works for me she's um you know not my assistant but she assists me i guess Mm -hmm. um takes a lot of ownership and really takes us what we do to the next level so we brought i brought her on during the decades build um and i had someone working for me she was just light under mostly lighting design and uh, maggie she she designed the show the christmas show lighting wise uh, she's killer she still works on our on our team as a as a contractor but she doesn't like work uh, part-time for us but hannah took her job took her space and uh, hannah just oh she is why we can do the level that we do and she's she's young she's spunky She's ready to work. She's incredibly ta- more talented than I have I probably will ever be. Oh wow! And so we get to have those people on our team, uh, someone like a Hannah. And so it's like, yeah, you you see the twenty twenty three Christmas, and you're like, wow, it's the most amazing thing ever. And it's like God has prepared us every step of the way to do what we do, and you, that's just a a result of what God's already done. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, that's- yeah. I love that. I love Hannah, too. Yeah, she's killer. Speaking of Hannah and Maggie, I listened to... So I've only heard three of your podcasts. (laughs) I've heard the first one. I've heard the Mia one. And then the last one where you had Hannah on. Okay. And I heard about your dumb phone. (laughs) My dumb phone. (laughs) I still have it. And I'm sitting in the dark because I don't even know. (laughs) He's ditched his. Apparently, you ditched. He ditched his smartphone yeah. for a dumb phone. Oh, he's got it out. Oh, yeah, okay. it's right here. See, it's my Nokia phone. He even has Snake. <laughs> for those so who have that. no visual, it is a teal, mm-hmm. green. Yeah, I didn't even flip pick the color. Phone. It's eighty nine dollars. It's a Nokia flip phone. Listen. Um, it, there it is. It would there be great is. for anyone, child or adult. The numbers are probably gigantic. Yeah. So on that one, do you have to text like you do in the old school? Oh yeah, T nine. So oh okay, okay. It's yeah. awful. It's it's at, to own this phone in twenty twenty four is miserable. It's not efficient in any way, shape, or form. So tell us. He ch- he why. chose this for himself. I did. <laughs> is that just for this year? Is this like a challenge for yourself? Uh, like kind of give because I'm not familiar, and I'm sure. Our listeners may not be familiar. Can, can you give us some insight into <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah, so I uh, I live uh, in a technical space. We live in a technical world, in a world where we are 100% available all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's social media, there's tons of information, there's constant notifications. And uh, I just started thinking through this uh, over a year ago, like, man, I, I really want to go to a, a dumb phone, you know? I'm too notified. I got too much going on. And when I owned a business, it was like even worse. I'd work till 2 a.m., wake up at 6 a.m., and like wow. just nonstop, nonstop notifications, phone calls. And, um, you know, we had our kids, and uh, that changes your life in and of itself. And, but like I just found myself always connected, always connected. So last year, I, I took, I had an Apple Watch, you know. All of the things, so iPads, watches, the phones, all of it. Uh, and so I took my Apple Watch off and I gave it away. I was like, I stopped wearing it. Can I do life without it? Sure enough, I can. I gave it away. 
Okay, that was step one. And I was like, okay, I made some adjustments on my phone, screen time on apps, try to, you know, take myself down a notch. And it's like, just get off your phone. Um, well, I did, didn't work. I just bypassed it. You know, it's like Facebook. Oh, your Facebook time's over. Okay, well, I'll pause that for a while. Yeah. You know, or it's if so I, easy. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, you know, like, this is important. I need to do this. So let me let me go and turn all those things off so I could do this one thing. And next thing, an hour later, you're not being productive and right. you're, you've not been present with the people around you. And so, you know, I, I just, it kind of all came to a head a couple of weeks ago. I was feeling, I've, I've been feeling it in my soul and I'm like, man, I need to do something about it. But of course I'm not because I'm not disciplined enough to do it. And uh, Corey, my wife, uh, she travels quite often, so she's out of town, and I'm with the kids. That I get them their food prepared. I, you know, they're sitting at the table eating. Well, I'm standing in the kitchen, looking at my phone. Kids are eating, having a good time. I'm standing in the kitchen doing nothing, looking at my phone, just scrolling. And I look up. The kids say something. I look at them, and I'm aggravated because they bothered my scrolling. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I look back down, and then like tw- 20 and 30 minutes go by, and I look up. And I'm like, dude what am I doing? So that night, we, you know, I put the phone down, get the kids ready, get them to bed, go to sleep, play on my phone more. Uh, and then, you know, I go to bed, play on my phone, then go to sleep. Next day I have a, a uh, I, so not only do I work here full time, but I do contract work. So I work in the video kind of industry, audio industry. So I've got a friend who, uh, who does photography and videography. He had a job. I went to go work with him the next day. We're out there doing our thing. The guy who's managing that project uh, is an IT guy for the company we're doing these photos for. And he gets a phone call. And while we're all talking, he takes his phone out, and it's a flip phone. And I just thought, this is an answer from the Lord. This, the Lord right now is telling me, mm-hmm. it is time. Here's your sign. So I said, hey, I'm sorry. I, didn't, I fully interrupt everything that's going on. And I said, I can't look past the fact that you're an IT guy, a business owner, and you have a flip phone. What's the deal? And he said, great question. Uh, A couple months ago, I was bathing my little girl, and she looked at me, and she said, hey, Daddy, are you going to spend time with me? And he said, I was in the bathroom with her. I was on my phone. And he said, that broke my heart, and I was done. And he switched to the flip phone. He's had it for, like, a long time. I think it's over a year. So I say a couple months ago. I think it was over a year. But it just broke him, and he's like, I, I can do it. I can figure it out. And I, that day, I went to, I, I searched high and low, went to Best Buy, found the phone, bought it, made the switch. I bought an iPad mini with data. That's got a purpose. It's got a place. But the thing is, like, the immediate, the amount of anxiety that shed off of my shoulders and out of my mind when I switched the phones was unbelievable. Wow. Because it's, it's like, I don't, with this phone, mentally, it's crazy. I don't care. If you text me, I don't care. If you call me and I missed a call, I don't care. But with an iPhone, like, you constantly have direct, con- like, you can look at your phone and see, and it, and it vibrates and it hears and there's a ton of notifications. It's like you, it's like we're developed to be all about the phone. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want that anymore. I just don't want it. And so yeah. I made the switch. And like everyone makes fun of me because I bought an iPad and I do carry it with me because it's a work device and it's like it's got its purpose. I think the big idea for me is I'm not mad at technology. I think it's it's cool. I think it's important. 
I think it's got its place and its time. And I think iPad and a laptop and a phone, they all are tools for certain things. But when you give yourself, for me, this is just for me, with my iPhone, it was my computer as well. And it was it was everything I needed to do everything I wanted. And what I need, what I'm learning I need, is I need a device for the specific things that I need to do. Mm-hmm. So I have a laptop, do laptop things on the laptop. I have an iPad, do iPad things on the iPad. I have a phone, it does one thing, it makes phone calls. Yeah, I actually really, really, and text really like that. Because for me, like just sitting in this space right now, you know, we have my laptop, but that's my work laptop. Mm -hmm. Or I work from home, so I do all of my work on there. But I do a lot of work on my phone, too, because it's all in conjunction. Um, And for me, you know, working from home, that's not something that I've always done, but it's hard to turn it all off. Yeah. You know, I wake up and I check, and Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, do I need to do anything? First thing I do is check my email, check, you know, our work-wide instant messaging system it's called slack um you know check slack make sure no one needs me you know and it's just always always connected so and when you have it so you feel like you need to do it exactly and for my personality type and like you said you know that's your your feeling and for me it's like i want to make sure that i'm on top of everything i don't Mm -hmm. want people to feel like i'm the weak link so let me make sure that i'm available 24 7 but what is that doing for me yeah so you may you know, I know I laughed at the beginning, I but I really I do like, like the flip phone. No, I might I like actually it. be driving the best bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's and here's the deal: like so no. many people say they can't do it. Oh, I, I love I love that you're doing it. I can never do that. Why? Right. Well, because I need I need blah 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 blah. You don't. You don't. Now, the reality is, I I, I will go back to an iPhone. But under very different circumstances, I in the in the in the absence of my iPhone, I started doing research on how to make an iPhone dumb, and so the question would be like, well, why are you going to do all that? There's two reasons: calendar. It is very useful. I and the reason I got the iPad is because I love audiobooks because I'm I'm pretty dyslexic, I'm hardcore dyslexic, mm-hmm. uh, and I have trouble reading, and uh, but I do enjoy learning, so I've like. I've started to do audiobooks over the last several years, and like my consumption of things that are not social media has gone up because of because of those tools. I enjoy podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, so like there's things that the data on a device gives us that are useful, not yeah. harmful, and so in the right place, in the right uh, environment, those are good. And so that's why I did it. So I'm like, okay. By having this flip phone, I've made everyone who commonly communicates with me lives miserable. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's awful, and and honestly, I've made my life miserable because I can't. Our text messaging, like uh, Pastor Sean texted me a couple weeks ago, and it was like a yeah, uh, uh, you know, a three sentence text message, and I responded with yes because because you have to because <laughs> T nine is miserable. So yeah. much work. You're like by the time you get to yes, you're like I, I'm tired. I yeah. Gotta- yeah, yeah, and it's like so much, and I can't spell. You know, so like, I'm, it has like a predictive text, which is great, but I have to work really hard to rem, like to even get it close so it'll it'll predict the spelling for me. And so I'm just like, I, in my mind, I, I gave him a paragraph response, but in, what, in text messaging, it was yes, <laughs> and then he responded with another text, and I said yes. <laughs> awesome. And then he's like. 
see me in my office yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Because because we need can, to work out like, whatever this shoot, problem. I don't have a calendar. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. it it's it's off. And so Let like I got to you in. Yeah. And so I have another friend. He's uh, <laughs> he's another he's his, he's another he's the me of another church in town, and uh, he's loving it. He's eating it up. So he actually built. He's very. He's way more techie than I am. But he built this thing. Like if he sends me a text, he'll do like a shorthand, and it types out a, t- a sentence for him. And it's like, if you're still alive, press Y. If you're dead, press N. You know, like yes, yeah, Y for yes, N for no. And so sometimes he'll just send me a text, and he's and he gets it. He's like, yeah, Y or N. Just give it to me. So I'll be like, why? And he lo- and like so we'll talk. He loves it. He thinks it's the funniest thing ever, and I do too. I appreciate that he's like on board, you know. That's awesome. That is. No, I really like it. So obviously you you're already feeling the improvements, but like especially close close knit like at home. I mean, I'm sure your wife it may be a little frustrating. Yeah, you know? she's yeah. But like your kids, have you noticed a difference for them? I mean, they may not have noticed before, but do you feel that difference? Do you see it in them? I do, as far I as like the been, quality time that you're now able to put in? Yeah. So I have noticed that my tolerance for them has gone way up. And what I mean by that is, you know, if I would get stuck on my phone reading that important email or doing that important thing or, you know, uh, being productive for the name of being productive, mm-hmm. uh, it would bother me if they would interrupt me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so since I have made that switch i'm not gonna say that i'm never on my ipad but i'm it's a it's a lot less i'm not gonna say that i'm not i'm thinking because i think i'm a quick thinker so i could i process quickly and i'm like i want to do things as i process i want to do them and be done with it and move on uh but this allows like i have to think about okay am i gonna open my ipad and go do that thing or am i gonna be present and sometimes it's like i'm gonna go do that but then if they interrupt me, I close the iPad and I just walk away because I'm not attached to it the same way. And so I have found that I have been a lot more patient with my kids. And our quality time, I don't know that like the quality time has gone through the roof necessarily. You know, I don't know that I can quantify that yet, but I can I can say confidently that I've been a lot more more patient with the kids. So I, it's good. I can imagine I heard a mom say years ago that we get so irritated with our kids because our priorities aren't aligned. It's like they're getting up out of bed. I'm trying to watch my whatever show, mm-hmm. you know, The Office, Housewives, <laughs> whatever, whatever show you watch. You're trying to watch that. And now you're irritated because they keep getting up bed and they're interrupting. And I, I had to try to stop using that word with my kids because I am a stay-at-home mom. And I would be like, oh, well, I was doing, I was trying to email you back, but I got interrupted by my kids. And then I had to change my perspective and be like, actually, these emails are interrupting my time, what I'm supposed to be, like I'm supposed to be with my kids and supposed to be, you know, so they're not interrupting. Mm. That was interrupting. Yeah. And so, uh, no, it's it's so true. And a lot of the CEOs of like Apple and Samsung, they They don't let their their kids, kids. yeah, they don't let their kids have these devices. Nope. But but y'all can y'all give it to your kids. You absolutely should have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. And so it's like, I don't know. I just when I was bored as a kid, you know, I learned new things, mm-hmm. and I went outside and I played, and you know, and when as we as we as I have started to see the pattern for myself, and then see the pattern for the kids, which is, can we have the iPad? Can we do that? And like we have, we give them an iPad when we travel. 
Because, I mean, there are some things that are just... Yep. When you're on the road for 12 hours, give them whatever they need. Exactly. Yes. So that we can all survive. Um, but, like, I find when we go on that trip and we get home, they expect to have the iPad available to them. And the answer is no. But I can't tell them no when I'm walking around with a phone in my face like this. Right. Because they see I'm doing it. Daddy's doing it, so why can't we? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that's a lot of the back... That's a lot of the, the what comes from the inside for me to, to, as to why I'm making certain some of these decisions. Um, because I want my kids to, I want them to have a daddy who's present. I want them to have, I want them to remember our time together. I want to remember our time together. And I want to travel with them and I want to enjoy the travel. And I want to, you know, I want to be a good dad if I, you know, the best that I can be. Uh, but I also want them to learn that, technology is good in the right time in the right place in the right setting yeah and it's worth it and it's gonna you know and think about this they're six six right now she's six the oldest what's gonna be in 10 years or 20 years like apple's about to release their their uh their apple vision where you're gonna put these goggles on and be quote-unquote productive and you're like that's that's reality now it makes me think of wally yeah exactly yeah exactly and so like i don't know I, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to being a parent. You know, like I'm right. just pretending and, and trying to figure it out. Yeah, no, uh, we all are. Yeah. I was going to say, don't, we all don't, are. don't let us pull you by <laughs> any stretch. We're all in the same boat. Yeah, but, like, I just want to, I don't, you know, I want to do what I think is best. And I feel like right now, figuring out the technology game and, and the right way to use it is what's best for us. And so that's the real motivation, you know. Every generation of parenting has their struggles. I feel like we've, I just feel like we have it the worst with technology. I'm like, what? I wanted to raise my kids in the 80s. But um, it, we all have our struggles, and this is the generation, I guess, that we were built for, that God was like, hey, y'all can handle this. You can handle managing the technology. But it really is hard. And then, and yeah. then to having teenagers, oh, man. I you know how yeah. strict I am? I'm like the strictest <laughs> parent. But it's like I'm just trying to... I'm trying to navigate this myself. Like you said, you can't even keep up with technology and what it can do. Mm-hmm. The way teenagers are finding. They find workarounds yeah. for everything. I mean, kids are using the Bible app now to like hide messages from their Stop. parents. and stuff. No, they aren't. They aren't. And I'm like, I can't. I cannot keep up. What, what do I want to do? I want to throw it all in the trash. Yeah. yeah. It's like a love-hate relationship with technology, but it's like. Also, it's very nice to be able to send an email right here in my car and yeah. I can just take care of it. So it is a love-hate relationship, but like everything, food, everything, recreation, relaxation, and work, we need balance with all mm-hmm. of it. Because just like it, just like at church, I love that our pastors and our leaders are encouraging them. If you can come here in person, please come here in person. But there's some people that can't. Maybe they're traveling or they're sick or whatever. And I tell you, on those sick days when we can't come, it's nice. nice. It's so nice to have the technology. It's like, oh, I don't have to miss out. I don't mm-hmm. have to miss out on church. I still get church. So, um, but you need that balance. You don't yeah. want to solely rely on it. So Yeah, and it's it's hard. You know, it's like being a parent is difficult, being a, a, in general, but being a good parent is even harder. Oh, yes. Because it's, it's, the, it's the, what kills me is the consistency every day having to do the same thing. Teach. Oh. Yeah, uh, we had... Um, uh what's his name nathan uh lydia's brother uh came and talked to us at staff church yesterday and he's uh he was uh he won the ninja the uh what's that TV american show? ninja warrior yes he won it oh 
uh, a couple years ago. We'll have to ask her about that because she's coming on soon. So we'll ask, have to her. ask her. Yeah. Okay. He's phenomenal. He was. I, I. I think I've met him once. Anyway, he did a talk yesterday, and he shared one of his um, in his small group at his church in Dallas, wherever he's at. His small group leader was like a Navy SEAL or something. So they're hardcore men of men, you know. Uh, but he said something yesterday. I was like, man, that's so good. And he said. And the Navy SEALs, like, you earn your badge, but every day you have to earn it. Like, once you get it, you have to earn it every day. Like, it's it's an everyday mm-hmm. thing. But he says, we only have to, you know, and maybe the context is wrong, but he said, we have to be taught once. We have to be reminded daily. That's good. I like that. And I was like, oh, let me write that down. I wrote, you know, like, it was so good. But that's, isn't that parenting? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Isn't that us when it comes to, like, our relationship with the Lord? Yes. Yep. God's already taught us our value, but we have to be reminded every day of what it is. Like our value is found in Jesus, you know? Yeah. And so it's like by being a parent in this day and age, it's like we have to continue to review ourselves, you know, and be the best version of who we are and who God's created us to be in order for us to be good parents. That's the biggest value. Mm-hmm. You know, like we could teach our kids what their value is, but as a parent, if we don't understand our own value, that's going to come off to our kids. Right. And that's kind of like the journey, I don't know, that I'm on is figuring out that, how to do that better. Yeah. You know, because I, I struggle with value every day. Like, what's my purpose? I love what I do. And it's my cut, my cousin. You know, like I do believe I'm in it. I believe what I get to do, who I get to do it with, where I get to do it. It's all part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. But the devil sneaks in every day yep. at some level. I was like, what's your value? Well, it's social media. It's who likes my podcast. It's, you know, yeah. it's what I get. Do I get to, you know, speak to somebody today about something? It's No, it's none of that matters. It does, but it doesn't. It's like, are you in line with God? Yes or no? Why or in? <laughs> you why know, or, like, why no. or in? Yeah. Yeah, that's where Adrian and I find our values just solely on this podcast how many listeners we have that day <laughs> no <laughs> no it is it is tough to be a parent you know yep. like pastor hayden said being consistently good is better than being occasionally great and we mm. talk we say that a lot at home especially mm. since he told us that on the podcast i'm like this is who we are like we just need to show up every day and be consistently good dang it's good and when we fall short chalk it up as a you know a loss and then start back over tomorrow yeah so yeah, I think that's good. So, and just keep feeding them Costco snacks. <laughs> All those Costco snacks. Do you guys do Costco snacks, Jeremy? Because you only have two kids, so you yeah. don't really need the. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't do the. So here's what. <clears throat> if I go do the shopping, usually it's a bunch of stuff we don't need, and oh, it's a bunch brother. of money that we didn't yes. spend. And so Corey. Uh, tries to not let me go to the store very often. Yeah, I, I'm supporting her on that because the <laughs> husband's... Same. Same. Of, my husband's, husband's idea of going grocery shopping, so we live um, off of Arat, so okay. his idea of going grocery shopping is going to Hilo's grocery, yeah. which is great. Like, love to support local, but <laughs> have you seen the prices of, like... Yeah, that's for emergencies only. A chicken versus, you know, Albertsons has them on sale for 89 cents a pound, and we're, I'm like, would you come home with a $25 chicken for? <laughs> 
was did funny. you grow it in the, <laughs> did you raise it in the backyard well my husband likes to walk around costco too i'm like don't walk around you're gonna find stuff that's, you that's i'm the a worst. list person that's the get worst. in get out this is the list yeah and costco tries to i know they're doing that on purpose they're rearranging it so that mm-hmm. when you go to that spot where you get your almond flour crackers it's not there it's something else and your kids want it it's all about the marketing it get really- in your head this yeah I, and i i'm that way if i go to the store i gotta go down every aisle mm-hmm. Golly. why well, just because i might see something i need yeah versus like go to the store get what you get get what you actually need and get out i can't do that i will say this i can't say that my husband does that but he has come home with some pretty cool stuff i got like a whole new pyrex set he's like guess how much it was and i'm like hundred dollars he's like nope $25. I'm like, okay, that's actually that's actually pretty cool. But I don't encourage you walking around Costco. Well, it's crazy is I'm I'm the, I manage the budget. But I but if I go to the store, I manage the budget. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah we could do this. But if Cora goes to the store, she's like tries to be frugal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is great cuz that's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> so. He's like, I blew the whole budget. <laughs> <laughs> on this one trip so thankfully it was at costco and maybe you have enough to last you through the month <laughs> no one time i went fishing and we were like hey we're gonna do we're gonna do fish when i get home i'm gonna cook the fish it's gonna be great so i stopped at albertson's and i'm tired because it's like an early morning fish and we, uh, we, uh, and anyway so i go there and i'm like i want an apple so i go to the produce section and I was like, what apple do I like? I don't know. So I bought two apples of every one they had. Oh no! And then I and then I was like, well, we need some other fruit. So I bought no. some other fruit. And then and then I finally make it to the fish fry, and we get home. And she's like, how much did you spend at the store? I was like, one hundred and thirty dollars. She said, what did you get? Apples. <laughs> what? So I got every apple they they sold. I got two of them. So that we could we can eat each one and see which one we like the best. It's like the re- <laughs> reverse Adam and Eve story. <laughs> just oh like gosh. you're never going to the store alone again. I said yeah. that's probably a good idea. <laughs> like I swear I didn't do it for you to take just this task away, but <laughs> maybe subconsciously yes. Just only yeah. Corey but, just needs to just do the grocery shopping yeah. herself and not let you go. Uh, fun fact though, honey, the Honeycrisp apple was that's our, our jam. Yeah. Honeycrisp, and then my daughter really likes Granny Smith apples, but no. Honeycrisp are like that's what's up. the sweet spot. Yeah. I'm really bad about, I get, like, if I ever want, like, a really nice, like, the nice apples, I just buy them for the adults. Like, hey. the kids get the cheapest. The Because they don't eat them all. They throw them away, dirtbags. My four-year-old chews a line around the side, and then, like, that's it. <laughs> like, that's, like, once she makes it back around, and there's just, like, a circle, and then nobody else wants it. I'm like, who wants? Somebody needs to eat it. It's like, I don't want that. It's been chewed on. So then I have to secretly peel it, slice it, and then feed it to my other kids. And they're wow. probably going to hear this. So that's like, you know. That's a good mom move right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I could be slick enough to get that past people. I'm not going to waste apples. It's so expensive. We just so talk, expensive. We just talked before this, before we started recording. We were talking about, yeah, the organic strawberries at Costco are $11 now. So I'm like... Man, y'all not gonna waste these strawberries. You're gonna even eat the stem. Of the, you should eat the, the green. Eat the part. grass. You yeah. really can it's eat be the part green. of your salad for lunch. <laughs> so expensive. The eggs and everything. Yeah. And then I went to Costco and they they sell. I ha, I'm buying the five dozen pack now because we go through so many eggs. Holy smoke! There's you need a chicken. Us. 
We you need the okay, $25 chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. I'm going to have to edit this out because my husband already wants chickens. And I'm like, I can't manage more. I can't keep more things alive. Like I'm all <laughs> 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 the plants are dying. My kids are my kids are alive. And so I'm like, I do really want chicken. But anyway, so I'm buying the five dozen pack now at Costco because we're going through so many eggs, baking, cooking, everything. And growing up in West Virginia, we had a black grape. We had a whole farm you know animals and farm and everything but we also had like blackberry bushes so as a kid i had as many blackberries as, as i wanted anytime that i wanted like just riding your bike i'm gonna grab a handful and just go about my mm. day i mean they're just grow we could just eat them apples were the same we had tons of we've all had apple trees we had cherry trees orange all Where? kinds of stuff in west virginia it was like a family farm and so but so now so then when i became an adult i was living not only in west virginia but in california and you, you see a little tiny box of blackberries. It was like five ninety nine, And I'm like, what? Have these people lost their minds? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not paying $5 for these blackberries. And then I started thinking, if I could just move back to my family farm, I'm I'm a rich person. You don't need blackberries. <laughs> <laughs> She's got it figured out. All about perspective. I'm like, hey, y'all, start boxing up those blackberries back at home. Yeah, no, I was seriously sending pictures to my family back at home. I'm like, $5 for a box of blackberries. <laughs> it's insane. So anyway, yeah. I really appreciate that you took out your time to do this because you got a lot of stuff to. All good. I, it was fun. Thank you all so much no, for having thank us. You. Thank you Me. for being flexible and, and coming on last minute and sharing so much of your story it's awesome yeah well let's do it again sometime yes absolutely we'll have you back on it was really great hearing about jeremy's new habits that he's having with technology because he he is so in the technology world and so to hear that he's having the same kind of struggles you know and it's like pastor sean said you know it's it's great but we don't want it to control our lives and so like i said earlier just having that that balance so it was great hearing from for him. sure um you know, it brought a lot of things into perspective for me. Um, and I do notice, you know, even on Sundays when we're working behind the counter, one of our rules is no cell phones. Mm-hmm. Um, and just putting my phone in my apron or on the shelf while we're working and just having those one-on-one interactions and being present um, has been super beneficial. And those are the things that I'm truly striving for this year as well, um, which also tie in with with our word of the year uh, piece. Um you know, it just helps bring around that peace. So um, we definitely encourage everyone to find a good balance of using technology as a tool, but not letting it control you. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, we do ask you to use technology to listen to our podcast. Um, and then if you ever want to connect with us, you can certainly send us a message on Facebook, send us a quick email or always find us Sunday behind the counter.